Welcome to Enlivening Musings. I'm Crystal. And I'm Katie. And today we are talking about resistance in a whole new way than we have before. Instead of resistance to receiving and pleasure, we're talking about resistance to pain, resistance to life, and what that all means, and what we can do about it, if anything. (laughs) (laughs) So... And jumping right into it, you know, I often see people having just a hard time with life and pain. You know, when you are experiencing pain, whether it's emotional pain or physical pain, there tends to be a, ah, I don't want this. And so instead of being with it, allowing it, learning from it, going into it, embracing it, the list goes on. We put up this wall, we put up this barrier, we might um, cover it up with positivity if it's an emotional or mental thing. You know, there's so many of these default things that happen. And of course, a great example of this is in birthing, you know, when somebody's going through transition or it's time for pushing or any of that type of stuff. The second there's that contraction, that big surge of energy, if it is met with resistance, it hurts like hell. You are now even experiencing more pain than necessary and or you have to disassociate to avoid it. Mm -hmm. So the key is to notice when we're doing this so we instead of building up all this resistance and making everything harder than it needs to be (laughs) we go into it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that's where it gets interesting (laughs) and a little scary for people i mean that's what i work with i mean all day long and it doesn't mean that i don't experience it myself you know um but that's what i always try to remind people it's never as scary as it seems when you go into it. Yeah. And, and I just had a patient um, give me the advice back in such a beautiful way. She was like um, telling me how when she was going through a lot of her chronic pain issues um, before she started working with me, she used that kind of wave um, theory of like feeling it, of just letting it wash over you and then retract. And that's kind of a lot of times how pain can be kind of, and like physical pain, mental pain, grief, it's like a washing Mm -hmm. and then it retracts and it just kind of comes and goes. Um, and she was saying like, you know, you can use that when you're going through mental stress too. just like let it come and just let it wash over you and soften over you. And, um, and when the time is right, because sometimes we're just like, now's not the time to lose it. Oh, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But also sometimes valid. It is. And, you know, like what I noticed, too, is like when you can feel I'm going to just go into like um, like physical, emotional stuff with the work I do. When you can let the emotion come up and then have a physical with it, like especially a sound, mm. like if you're like little kids don't cry silently. Yeah. I have I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old. They're not silently sobbing. They are like wailing and screaming. Yeah. <laughs> but we don't do that as adults. And think of how you feel as an adult when you cry and you hold it in. You get a headache. You get tense. Your jaw hurts. Your 
puffy, like all these things. But if you let yourself like shake and like even just make like even just force yourself to make a little sound, it feels so much better. Like yeah. <laughs> well, gosh. OK. How closely related are pain and pleasure? Right. Even just in the mappings of our brain and sensory mm-hmm. type stuff. And um, same goes for pleasurable experiences. Mm-hmm. How often do we hold that in and we don't make our noises mm-hmm. and what a difference it does make. It moves that energy, mm-hmm. toning and using sound. It really just moves it. It allows it space. It gives it permission. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's so profound. And when you're talking about that wave, like I could feel it and I got mm-hmm. goosebumps all over me. And it reminded me of when I was birthing my first because I had, so I do this emotional clearing type work and I had a woman who would be my practitioner and would do that on me and she was at my birth with my first. So here I am in the bathtub and she starts holding these points for me and I literally felt the emotions go over my whole body like a wave, like it was a visceral, physical sensation and from that point on I've just been like wow this work is powerful it's so real it's so tangible and just knowing that experience uh, is solidified knowing that's how it can work so when we're not putting up this barrier because when you're putting up the resistance Mm -hmm. it's not moving Mm -hmm. you're not letting it do that wave thing you're Mm -hmm. not letting it move You're stopping it like it is being stopped from being able to be processed Mm -hmm. and released. (sighs) Yeah. And I I see that with people, too, like when um, maybe they're doing a session with me and especially if someone's done it before and they've had some powerful releases and they're feeling kind of stuck and a lot of resistance. They're kind of just almost like they're not into it. They just can't get there. And it's usually because at some level they're resisting because they're maybe thinking it's one thing, but they're they're resisting something else. Like they don't want to go there. Like mm-hmm. I don't want it to be this. And right. I've been on, I've been on the table in that instant too. Um, but the moment um, we can maybe like dialogue a little bit and go there, and then like the truth always comes up, and then there's some emotion to it, and I'm like, there it is. And then yeah. physically, the body just starts to soften uh-huh. and heal, and it's so beautiful and you know that's what I tell people too and it's just what I've experienced um being on the table as a patient is like we just it all comes back to us all putting a lot of pressure on ourselves for everything to be neat in a certain way and repeatable and the same thing Mm -hmm. and the minute you can just take the pressure off yourself to just be and just let things unfold life is so much easier well and when you're talking about (laughs) that concept of like not wanting it to be something else Mm. like I think of that I think of oh well I don't want this to be dot 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 and how often even if that's the it what you're so scared of Mm -hmm. it's often just not as scary as it seems and (laughs) just acknowledging it suddenly it's no longer the it anymore or it transforms or you realize just that it's not a big deal 
Absolutely. You know, it's really, it's really interesting how that happens because we just get so scared of something because, you know, it makes me think about just being scared of change, Mm -hmm. you know, because so often it's, I don't want it to be this because that means something has to change. Right. And when we actually embrace the fact that this change is going to bring, (laughs) Mm -hmm. because we're, we're, always working if we're working with our intuition and listening to all of that stuff we're not it's not going to screw us over you know so even if the change <laughs> is something that's hard or scary or any of that it'll be for our greater good when it's coming from that true place and if it's a fear or a thing that isn't tied into something that has to change in the way we think it is, I'm going to start sounding confusing here, then it'll melt away and Mm -hmm. you'll be like, wow, that wasn't even what I thought it was. But here, that's what I was scared of. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of got a little messy there. Yeah, no, I talking about it. I'm sure everyone (laughs) listening is like remembering that moment where something happened to them. Like me for tangible. I remember um, talking with a friend and I think it was like, yeah, because it was after I got married and we had Um, we were building a house and I remember thinking like I had really wanted to start my own practice at that time and I was working full time in a clinical setting and I remember being like, well, now we have this house and like this house payment and I'll never be able to live this dream. Mm -hmm. And the person was like, you know, basically like never say never. Like there's no, I can't remember what it was, but I was kind of like, whatever. Like I was just kind of annoyed at because I was like, you don't know, you know, because I felt like, oh, gosh, now we're committed to this house payment and um, I'll never be able to step away from this like ball and chain of my like eight to five clinical job. I'm always going to have to just be there. And now I'm like here. Yeah. Like, how did this even happen? And and that's kind of what I encourage people sometimes too when they're like feeling stuck or like. I'm not aligned with my purpose and it doesn't always happen overnight either. Like this to me to be where I'm at, it was many years and many years of dreaming and knowing that I didn't want to be doing what I was at the time. I didn't know how to get there. I had no clue. I still don't even sometimes know how I did it, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was just one little step at a time and then a little bit of a leap of faith. Yeah. Too. Yeah and trusting myself that could happen. So yeah, just not resisting it and just continuing being open. Like you said, like the universe, God, whatever your faith is, wants us to succeed and be happy and live our life path. Yeah. There's nothing against us, even if it feels like it, it really isn't. It reminds me of um, this book called Pronoia. Have you heard of it? Mm-mm. Okay, it's by Rob Bresney, and he is an astrologer who's really awesome. Um, but he wrote this book, and it's called Pronoia, and the whole idea is that it's the antithesis to paranoia. So instead of feeling like the world's out to get you <laughs> and being paranoid about da 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 da, to live your life thinking that the world is conspiring for you. And it's just a great, it's a great inspirational mm-hmm. book to like reframe and restructure your perspective so that life is working for you versus mm-hmm. against you. So I dig that one. Yeah. Um. Okay. Cool. I want to check my notes here for a minute. So, okay. Bringing it back a little bit to pain, because that seems to be one of the biggest mm-hmm. things that when we have this resistance, um, 
I want to like draw some attention to the fact that living pain free, you're not living. <laughs> you know, there's living incorporates pain. You're going to stumble. You're going to fall. You're going to have growing pains. You're going to be expanding into different states of being, whether that's new relationships or jobs or whatever. You, if your life is completely pain-free, you're not growing anymore. You're not coming against any edges. You're not doing that, you know? And it doesn't mean that there has to be tons of pain because I, I, I definitely feel like there's phases of my life where I've been ever expanding and it's been a little bit easier and more joyful and I haven't had to experience super dramatic or painful experiences. However, just that concept is huge to think about if you're living pain-free, maybe you're not fully living mm -hmm. because, and, and that's also the land where um, some of that spiritual bypassing can take place, mm -hmm. you know, where it's like, oh, well, this is all just good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're not actually acknowledging the fact that, well, this still hurts like hell, mm -hmm. <laughs> even though I'm growing and mm -hmm. I know it's for the greater good or for myself, but yeah. it still kind of sucks. I mean, think of something simple like changing your diet, having to go dairy free or gluten free or something like mm -hmm. that, that can be really hard and it mm -hmm. can feel painful, mm -hmm. you know, and then, and then eventually you get to the other side. But, mm -hmm. <laughs> and so you could totally spiritually bypass yourself and be like, no, this is so great. I love it. <laughs> and it, you might not be there yet, you know, where it, no, it really sucks. All I want is a piece of cheese or chocolate or ice cream or something, you know? <laughs> and, <laughs> So to not acknowledge that or to just try to bypass it isn't actually going to help you move through the pain. So what we want to do instead is try to be with the pain and move through it in a place of grace, mm -hmm. you know, so being able to acknowledge and accept and be with it. And then if we want to, we can transform that, alchemize it or just we're listening, you know, we're listening. What do I need right now to even help me move through this? You know, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, what is it? You know, do you need a different teacher? Do you need a practitioner? Do you need some nourishing foods? Do you need sleep? Do you need, you know, to be held? Do you need to hold yourself? <laughs> do some inner child support and reparenting? You know, what is it with what you're dealing with. There's so much of that in the world. And just so the biggest thing for all of this for me is just that reminder to everyone that when you resist it, it gets harder mm -hmm. and it can get more buried mm -hmm. and that makes it harder in the future then too. So it just mm -hmm. becomes this perpetual avoidance and resistance and increasing pain and then life because now you're in resistance to life. Cause like I was saying, you know, we're not fully living if we're not experiencing some bumps and things along the road. So mm -hmm. that's my, that's my biggest. Ha. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I see that like physically in the body working on people, like, um, little things come up and I, I never like force at all or even 
I try to not even suggest too much to people, but you know, and you can see things coming up. I'm like, when you feel it, just try to let it move right away. Cause I mean, we've all been there like, eh, I don't want to feel that right now. Mm-hmm. And so you just mm-hmm. kind of shove it back down. Like it's, it doesn't go away. Cause right. energy's like the basic teaching. It's not created or destroyed. So once it's in you, you just let, you just want to let it move. Um, but I think, you know, I think more and more people are open to the idea of like using the term energy, like in the body and moving through the body and, and, and you know, people that are coming in, walking in my door and stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it just wants to move. And even like when you, you worked with me a little bit, um, not a little bit, a lot postpartum and you did some of that energy work and taught me just how to let things kind of like move through. And it was like super helpful and cool and yeah. stuff. Cause it does. It wants mm-hmm. that. It just yeah. wants to move. Yeah. It's not really as big a deal as we think. right Right. it just wants to move it's like that's what I say too we don't need to hold it in our bodies and and I I maybe mentioned this in the podcast but I tell the people too I'm like if you if this is an important energy or an important tissue member or something and you just it's so important that you don't want to let it go like it feels too sacred of a moment to just be like it didn't matter because we all have those moments. But I'm like, we don't have to hold them in our bodies. Right. So I'm like, let's just imagine putting it in like a special like face or like um, a bowl or whatever. And just put it there mm-hmm. on a shelf. And so it's always there. It can still be a part of like who you are and like your life experience. But it, we think it needs to stay in our bodies. And that's where we've right. kind of gotten astray. And it's it's not meant to be that way. Right. For me, when I do the emotional clearing type stuff, I do the same thing. I say that I'm not erasing your memory of this, you know, this experience or anything. The memories aren't going away. We're just clearing that energy out of your body and making, bringing things back to neutral. Mm -hmm. So that way it's not there. And then you get to fill any of that space with love space energy too, because you just want that charge and the shift of the energy. It's kind of the same too of, like alchemizing the emotions, you know, you're just transforming it and it doesn't change your memory of any of it. It can change the charge though. So if you have, um, I I see this a lot actually in people who have been, um, victims, you know, there's a piece that they want to hold onto because Mm -hmm. it made them strong. It helped save them Mm -hmm. and get them out Mm -hmm. You know, in these types of situations or with big traumatic accidents and events and things like that, there's something that gets that feels so safe where you don't want to let that go. And so Mm -hmm. it's just that reminder of we're just changing the charge. So now you can think of that memory without getting flooded with all of that emotional baggage type stuff. Now it can feel more neutral. And then you come to that place and it feels centered. It's almost like you can see it then as an observer mm-hmm. versus you're still in you're it. back to it and you're reliving it. And now you're re-traumatizing your body and your mind, you know, and that's a process for sure, especially depending on the trauma how much, you know, we need to unwind and unhatch and do different things mm-hmm. with all of that. But it's really helpful to know, one, that it's possible, and then two, you know, how that can feel Mm -hmm. where you can show up to that same memory, that same event, and with your power. Yes. That actually also ties into um, 
retraining memories in our brain and some of that plasticity too. Mm -hmm. So you're retraining um, the traumatic responses and stuff. You want to be claiming your power back from all those types of situations. So yeah, that's cool. It's, it's neat hearing you talk about it because there's, I feel like there, there's so many different modalities that are doing this work, but approaching Mm -hmm. it from different ways. So um, just anybody listening, like there's so many different people that can use some practices if you're dealing with something like that to help you through it. Because I feel like that's some of the work I do, some of the work Crystal does. I've worked with other practitioners that have um, helped me transform some like memories and emotions and it, it works. And it's so bizarre when you've been through it and then you go back to a memory and it doesn't have the emotion anymore. Right. And at first, you know, human nature, it's like you almost want it, even though you want to heal from it. You're like, where is it? Yeah. Like I'm used to feeling this way when I think about it and when it's not there, it's so weird and foreign, Yeah, but it's so cool. I love free. Yeah. And I love the idea of changing the charge because a, a lot of times with people too, it's like, um, they have pain and they feel a heaviness in their body tissue, but, um, they just, they don't, I'll be like, well, is it ready to move? And they'll say no, you know, and it's, and I will tell them, you know, I know sometimes it feels scary to release something that you called in as support. At one point it was supportive, mm-hmm. exactly what you were just describing, which was interesting to me. Yeah. At one time this did feel really supportive to you, but you don't need it anymore. And now like, yeah, so I'd say the same thing. Right. Let's change it into love. So these are just such interesting universal things because I don't think anyone even really taught me that. Like, yeah. it's just something I've learned to work with, with people. So it's, it's cool to hear you talk about. It's like this universal wisdom of transforming energy. And, um, that's why yeah. some, I mean, I've kind of gotten used to doing this work a lot, but I mean, in each phase of my career, as I've gotten more into this sort of work, I'm always like, am I, this is physical therapy. (laughs) Let me write this bill for manual therapy here. But like, we're doing so much more. Right. Um, But I also feel like, gosh, I have so many moments where I just feel so much gratitude for my whole life experiences that I'm like being able to like hold people that way. And I just think like, this is healing mm-hmm. like, and not in myself as like, I'm God and I'm no. this healer. But like, if we can't hold each other this way and support each other like this, it's so beautiful and profound to be able to like, it's just so alive. Right? Yes. <laughs> it's just that aliveness. And I think that's when I, I feel so alive too. kind of bring it back to like life and resistance, being in those moments of just being like in the raw mm-hmm vulnerability of life the good bad and ugly it's just that power is incredible yeah it's so amazing that's what we've been geared away from and shied away from you know where it's become this whole nope stay in the light stay positive da 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 and all of that dark raw I mean even think of emotions like anger and stuff like that it's because and so then we now where are we we're in a place where we don't even know how to express anger <laughs> you know it, it just it's like what I okay know, I was, that makes me think we are talking about something off off the mic that was making me laugh about like how we would never like me complaining about something not being the right yeah right right and different things but I was listening to someone else talk about that and they're like you can't even like complain about anything anymore because you'll get like tokenized as like the Karen or whatever and like it's just gotten so extreme that 
we can't, we don't even feel comfortable standing up for just like, well, getting like the totally wrong meal or something right. like that. Be like, it's fine. I don't want to like be that person instead yeah. of just being like, um, I ordered chicken and I got a steak. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, just something simple like that. We're like, don't want to, don't want to say anything. So it, that is an interesting, um, shift of consciousness that's happening. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And we've, got, and we've got to be with it. And that's one of the other things that, um, kind of came up as I was listening to you is, you know, yeah, there's going to be times when you, um, have something, this pain, this whatever, and maybe it doesn't want to move like you're saying. And so what does it need? Does it need you to acknowledge it? Do you have to be mm-hmm. with it for a little longer? Cause there are times when it's like, no, I'm going to just be here for a while. Mm-hmm. And there might be other insights or lessons or things that are entwined with that. I know there's stuff for me, um, I'll have different mouth things that have happened ever since I've had this crazy accident and stuff. So I have these different teeth things that'll happen as like a side effect of that. And I'll have to just be with it for a while and let it keep moving and acknowledging these different things and seeing what comes up. And of course, tying in how much am I needing to speak my truth? Am I not speaking my truth? All of the throat chakra type Mm -hmm. stuff will come up or Whatever it is, you know, anger, this, that, you know, and I have to look at that and be with that. And so some of this stuff that we're saying, I mean, it's not going to make it go away like that. Mm-hmm. It's just knowing that the resistance is going to make it take longer mm-hmm. <laughs> and or be more painful. And the being with it, acknowledging it and then moving it is what's going to help soften everything and allow it to move more quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, something that could be quote unquote cured in a week is going to take months if you're not willing to do it. And then if you're willing to let it exist and not be in resistance, then it could be cured in that week, you know, mm-hmm. just random numbers there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Awesome. All right. Well, I hope all of this is reminding everyone to soften a bit, pay attention to where you have resistance. I think that's another interesting little thing. I know there's times for me when I don't even know that I'm in resistance and then I notice my body's all like clenched up and I'm like, what am I resisting? You know, and then I realize, oh, I was thinking about that situation over there. So I must have some resistance to that. So just tuning in, paying attention, seeing where you have the resistance, letting yourself be with and soften and move on and enjoy life and live fully without all of that. And of course, we'd love to hear from you on Instagram at Enlivening Musings. You can DM us takeaways, desired topics, questions, any of that stuff. And of course, you can find my free ebook on enhanceutv.com or the Aliveness Academy, which can also link you to the Crystal Pleasure Fairy free app and VIP options for other inspirational stuff and other fun free things <laughs> and and non-free things too. <laughs> you can take some classes, and, you know, keep expanding your own knowledge base. Mm-hmm. And Miss Katie. Yes, you can find me on Instagram at um, 
Katie underscore Bradshaw underscore PT. Um, my website is Myofascia Release by Katie. My email, my phone number, all that contact stuff is on there for if you have any questions, I'm always happy to answer them too. Especially if you need to want to start any sort of pelvic steaming at home thing. I mean, we still have to do a topic on that because yeah. it's so amazing. It is. Um, but if you've listened to other episodes, I'm sure that you have heard a little bit about that. And mm-hmm. Katie's just such an amazing, amazing space holder, facilitator, <laughs> wealth of knowledge person, as I'm sure you know from listening to us banter on here and muse about all the things. So. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.